friends, and welcome to another episode of Fully Booked. I am Megan. And I'm Shireen. Yay. <laughs> and it is officially September. Fall is in the air, Yay! people. It's on Pumpkin its way. Spiced latte season. Seriously. Actually, you know what? This When we're recording, this is actually like not super hot outside, and it makes me happy. So. I'm such a basic bitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. I'd be like, whatever. I don't care about pumpkin spice lattes very much because I don't drink coffee, but pumpkin flavored desserts and anything that's just like like cinnamon flavored and stuff and anything that is spooky shireen likes it when it's spooky fun i like it when it's spooky terrifying you know we have to find like you know like that that meeting point we found a really good balance we're really good at this we are good at this we're like good at finding things that like kind of fit both i think that the scream series is like really where it gave us a good jumping off point yeah yeah Yeah, it was a good place to start i don't know why we're talking about this it doesn't matter it's september and we're in a good mood um (laughs) we so since we're starting a new month we're also starting a new theme and the theme for this month is mystery so we're going to be talking about all kinds of different mysteries uh, obviously, on the, yeah, all the all the different mysteries that you could want, obviously here on the podcast, but also over on the website at fullybooked.ca. So you guys can also head over there if you want to check out some of our written coverage because we have lovely people who do this with us every month and they're great. Thank you to you guys. Yay. Um, <laughs> so I guess we're starting things off on like a slightly lighter note. I think maybe we wanted to ease into mystery month this month. Mm-hmm. Um, so we decided that the first adaptation we're talking about this month is 2018's A Simple Favor. I like this film more than I thought it was going to. Movie. This is a first time watch for me, so I wasn't like I would. I had no yeah. expectations when I went in. This was like my second or third watch of this movie. Oh my god! Okay, yeah. Well, like I'd seen it like a really crappy stream of it at one point. Sure. Don't pirate movies. That's bad. <laughs> she uh, says she's <laughs> like I watched a pirated copy. It was really bad. Like it, I could barely make out what was happening. And then I watched it with my mom, and my mom can't stay awake past like eight o'clock at night. <laughs> so like, so we had to watch it in like three separate viewings. Oh my god! <laughs> in stages. In stages, and then. And then I watched it a third time, but I'll be honest, it was really on in the background. I wasn't paying much attention to it. Well, you've already seen it a couple of times, so I guess that's not so bad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's what we're talking about today. If you don't know what A Simple Favor is, it was a kind of, I guess, weirdly quietly released film in comparison yeah. to others. It was released in 2018, stars Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively in the lead roles with a lot of other really great supporting cast. So again, I'm surprised this is like a fully under the radar kind of film. Um, so it's going to be interesting to get into a little bit more, yes, like a whodunit mystery thriller kind of thing, but with a comedic aspect to it that sometimes works for me and sometimes doesn't, depending it on did what work we're... work in this one, though. Yeah, it be, I would think, I think it depends on the scene. Some of them worked for me, some of them didn't, but <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we're going to talk about it, we're going to get into it right now and jump right in, and we're going to talk about a simple favor. Every time we do this, I feel so high tone. <laughs> Want to trade confessions? No. Come on. What's the wildest thing you've ever done? She is an enigma, my wife. You can get close to her. You can never quite reach her. She's like a beautiful ghost. Did you just take my picture? Erase it. I guess I'm probably not the kind of person you're normally friends with. Oh, you do not want to be friends with me. Trust me. Stephanie, I need your help. Uh, are you okay? I'm fine, but I I do need just a, a simple favor. Can you come over? Yeah. So this movie was originally, like I said, released in 2018, currently has a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb and 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. It's because of Blake Lively's outfits. Probably. Well, 84% I think is the critic score and it looks like the audience score, if this loads, I think is 73%. Still pretty good. Yeah. It's in like the slightly higher tier Mm -hmm. of it. Um, Yeah, this was a first time watch for me and it was like... A pretty pleasant surprise. Mm. I'm not going to lie. I don't know what it is. I think I had like seen the trailer at one point, but it looked very middle of the road. I don't think I had any opinions on it yeah. in one way or another. So I was like, no, I can't really, I couldn't really be bothered with it, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy we decided to do it for this yeah. episode because it gave me an opportunity to just watch it. I, mm. I probably wouldn't have otherwise, mm. honestly. It gave me an opportunity to watch it and to you know, more or less enjoyed myself the whole way through. So it was a fun one. Um, So this is an adaptation of the book of the same name by an author named Darcy Bell. This is her first book. 
Uh, it was published in 2017, and what I was reading quickly was that basically the rights were secured like right when the book was published for to make oh. a film. So I wow. was like, wow, okay, people were really buzzing about this book, I guess. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> who knew? It happens every once in a while, but I was surprised. Um, so basically this story follows uh, a character played by Anna Kendrick mm-hmm. uh, named Stephanie. Stephanie Smothers, which is so funny. Yeah. Um, who is she's like a mommy vlogger you know like a mom blogger except she makes videos specifically mostly arts and crafts and food like Mm. you know like baking and stuff and I think Anna Kendrick was such a good choice for this because she's so cute and petite and like innocent looking you know they did the casting spot on Mm. for both characters because of the types of roles that they play yeah um so basically stephanie's character is that she's working as a mommy vlogger she's a widow Uh, she's a single mom we don't know why at first that's it it turns out she is widowed uh she's a single mom uh with a little boy named miles yes i think yes yes okay um who is that the other one's kid no no his name is something nikki nikki's the other one yeah yeah. um so Anyway, she basically, the film begins with, like, you know, a pretty kind of straightforward situation of, like, you know, she's making, like, her videos, but you don't really know what she's talking about at first, except that she gets into it right away because we're kind of jumping back and forth, where this Mm -hmm. is, like, a a middle-of-the-movie video where she's saying that her best friend named Emily Nelson Mm -hmm. went missing missing a few days ago, Mm -hmm. and she's working with the police, and they're hoping to find her somewhere soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, We jump into the film with her taking her son to school, and it's the typical group. She is your mommy vlogger overachiever type. So she's Soccer like mom, very type PTA. A. Yeah, yeah, very type A. Like, you know, trying to sign up for all the activities for whatever day is coming up at school. All the other moms hate her. Because <laughs> <laughs> they just don't have time to do all this stuff. Yeah, they just find her annoying and like to be a little bit much. I would hate her too, honestly, if I had she a is, kid. She is quite obnoxious. She's pretty annoying. Um, yeah. yeah, so she's you know, a little intense for them. So you've got the other couple of moms. There is a Stacy and Sona. And then you have your kind of requisite, like, gay dad, Darren, who's, like, the other guy who's yeah. there. But he is played by Andrew Rannells, who I love. I find him really funny. He does, like, a ton of Broadway stuff. I think mm-hmm. he was in the original cast of um, The Book of Mormon. Oh, right. Okay. And stuff. And he's been in, like, a few sitcoms and stuff that I've watched. Anyway, he's funny. I remember mm-hmm. he was in How I Met Your Mother at one point, and I liked him. <laughs> Yeah, he was. He's like the bandmate of the mom who's like yeah. always stirring up trouble. That's right. And stuff. Yeah. yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's always stirring up trouble. Yeah, he is as well. <laughs> um, so yeah, so basically, uh, obviously, so Stephanie's son, Miles, has become friends with Nikki, who mm-hmm. is Blake Lively, Emily's character's kid. Right. Uh, it's after school one day and the boys are trying to ask if they can have a play date and at that exact time, Emily, the mom, she shows up, and it's Blake Lively looking Wearing fab. Fabulous pinstripe suit. She looks wonderful. Fabulous. Um, she's just, like, extra. It makes sense to me because, of course, the character's meant to be, like, very elegant and everything. I'm like, I'm sure they had no trouble coming up with an idea of right. who to cast for this. Yes. Um, so, you know, she shows up, and you, obviously, we immediately get our sort of our dichotomy of the overachieving type A mom versus the working mom yeah. who's like too busy to even be bothered with anything yeah, basically. Yeah, she's just like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, like, you know, and then, you know, she reluctantly, because the boys are so insistent on having a play date, she reluctantly invites Stephanie over to her McMansion for <laughs> a drink. And and I love, like, I love the dynamic between the two women because, mm-hmm. like, they're so opposite ends of the spectrum. Both oh, for them. sure. Like, you've got this, like... Like, working mom who's, like, um, you know, extremely confident in herself, which is obviously a product of, like, working in, like, a corporate environment where she's had to fight her way to the top Mm -hmm. and, like, advocate for herself and understand what it means to be a woman in a man's world. Whereas you've got this other mom who's, like, a mom, 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 who's a woman in a woman's world in a exactly. way, you know? Who's also doing a job that is just as difficult, obviously. Absolutely. Um, it's just, it's in a very different way. And so their attitudes regarding, you know, the way that they Life. are in their day-to-day yeah. lives is very different, which very is normal different. because they work and function in very different worlds, exactly. basically. And now they, they're kind of like having to talk to each other and you can see that like, 
you know, Emily is kind of looking at Stephanie being like, oh boy, like, you know, like. Yeah, she's got, well, you know, like when they get to her house, she like comments on like her, I think she's got socks with like little polar bears on them or something. Like cute, like little blue socks <laughs> yeah. with little polar bears on them. She's like, it's and true, she has she this awkward does. conversation where Stephanie's like, yeah, I got them at Target. It was like five for $10 <laughs> or whatever. So yay, Target. Yay, Target. I find like, overall, I find I really like Anna Kendrick's very good at this type of thing, like being kind of awkward and uncomfortable, but trying to be upbeat about it. So yeah. it works really well. I do find her character kind of annoying sometimes. Yeah. Like she's a bit much in some scenes, especially at the beginning. Yeah. As she starts to come into her own and she's, uh, you know, becoming her own detective basically and yeah. working on like, you know, finding her friend, then I find like she, she changes yeah. for the better as far as I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, in these early scenes, I was a little like, oh, I hope I'm not going to hate this character the whole way through this movie. I really liked her little hunter boots that she had though at the beginning. Oh, they've got like a little, little, I've seen yeah, those they, online. They've got like you? a little stack on oh, them. I'm going to find them because like I'm very short, like Anna Kendrick. So yes, I would really true. appreciate a pair of little rain boots. Oh, like I love that. even, I love the, um, the differences, I mean, obviously the differences in wardrobe, of course, mm. are striking. Also, Emily Blake Lively's character, she is the head of PR for a very famous designer named Dennis yeah. Nylon, which lol, by the way. <laughs> Though all of the scenes of Dennis Nylon are great, by yeah, the way, later on. They're, yeah, they're really they're fun. Really funny. They're he's very like, funny. He looks like he's like straight out of the Hunger Games. Oh, I loved guy. him. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was really funny. Anyway, yeah. um, you know, even so the differences in wardrobe, obviously, because, you know, meanwhile, Stephanie has like a little pink sweater on with a little jean skirt yeah. and she's got her cute little hunter boots yeah. on with her little character socks, basically, know, yeah. you know, and the other one's in like a beautiful three piece suit. Yeah. Um, and like really high, sky high heels. Yeah. Like yeah. really like, you know, like skinny heels and everything like that. Um, it's funny because it's almost like you you really like both of them for different reasons. Like yeah. neither are perfect people particularly, yeah. um, but it is fun too because it almost it gives you vibes even like as a woman. It gives you even vibes where like this would even work in a setting of like this is basically like the band geek trying to hang out with like the head cheerleader kind of thing, and it's like that difference yeah. of personality because uh, like you know. Emily like gives nothing away and she's always like I'm too cool for yeah. everybody and Stephanie is always like an over pleaser yes any for the first like half hour of the film anytime anybody says anything she just agrees with them she's like yeah. oh yeah well that's what it must be like looking like working in this environment yeah. or doing this like she's just agreeing with everybody yeah. she's a people pleaser she wants to make everybody happy and like you can tell that Emily's the exact opposite oh for she sure she keeps telling her like stop apologizing and she's like sorry oh sorry I said sorry sorry like it's just like a really funny portrayal of like the two opposite ends of like of the mom spectrum of, of the mom <laughs> spectrum but it's also like of the woman spectrum yeah, too like kind it, of it's kind of like that reminder that like as women we do tend to apologize too much we like, do or well, we tend to say things like did that make sense when it made perfect sense yeah it you did know? and I, I don't know why we're I'm constantly doing it I'm always like explaining myself yeah when I'm explaining something but anyway I just it's true you feel like you have to a lot mm. of the time just so that people don't get upset about it or tell you that what you're saying doesn't really make any exactly. sense for them um I really do like that like that whole don't apologize you don't have a, re a reason to apologize yeah. for anything thing I love all of the dialogue in that scene yeah. I find that really cool um when she's talking you know when she says like sorry and you know Emily's yeah. like you don't have to apologize like you don't have, like, to, you don't apologize. have to apologize ever like you don't yeah. have to be apologetic ever it's not necessary yeah um and then this segues into a conversation about where we do learn that Stephanie's a widow she's not divorced mm. she's a widow um and her husband and brother were killed in a car accident, unfortunately, at the same time. Yeah. Um, and this entire conversation, because it is natural, you know, you'd think that when someone tells you a story like this, that like they have people in their lives who passed away, you do tend to say, oh, I'm so sorry mm. for your loss. This entire scene, and in fact, for the entire film, Emily does not have one line of dialogue where she says she's sorry. Yeah. Ever, ever, yeah. ever, ever. Not once yeah. does she say it. And I, lo I love that. I love yeah. that that is a through line that they keep for her character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, she never feels like she has to do this. Yes. Um, yes. Which is great. She's very, <laughs> she's very unapologetically herself. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I do appreciate that. Is it to a fault? Oh, you bet it is. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, just wait till later. But it is in this setting at this moment, it's a really fun character trait to yeah. see um for her anyway it's like a cool way of going about it so they're having a conversation they're having like a pretty decent time I think I think Emily overall is surprised yeah that she's having a pretty decent time with this person who I'm sure she thought she would absolutely hate right um but it also I think that stems from the fact that we do see later that Emily is 
probably quite lonely mm. in her life. Yeah. Um, she does not have any friends. Yeah. Uh, she's a really strained relationship with her husband. She's the weirdest relationship with her husband who's like about to be introduced at this point. Mm. Uh, cause she mentions her husband is, uh, was a writer. She says, cause he wrote a book 10 years ago that was very good, very popular mm. and has never been able to do anything since mm. pretty much when they're having this conversation, he gets home and it's Henry Golding, which I didn't yep. realize until I was watching the movie. I was like, Oh, Hey, yep. Yep. That's the husband. Yep. Um, um, which like I was like god you two together get on my nerves because they're like two beautiful I, people <laughs> I know but they I, I kind of found that they didn't have very much chemistry the two of them and I guess that was kind of the point like they weren't really meant to I suppose not and maybe they just didn't to a certain extent maybe it's also because like we've seen Crazy Rich Asians and he had really good chemistry mm. um, in that one mm. so maybe maybe that's a good point Anyway, mm. so he comes Doesn't home. Matter. His name's Sean. Sean. They he have, gets home. They have the weirdest conversation yeah. where they're basically eating each other's faces yeah. but insulting each but other insulting, at the same time. Yeah, so you're like, okay, so you two have like, Is it like a, kinky a good thing? sexual life, but you're also like at each other's throats. For sure. Um, which is pretty clear. <laughs> which is pretty clear. Pretty clear. Um, oh, I did, you know what I totally forgot to mention that I actually wrote in my notes too. I love, um, there's one quick moment that I was like, oh, that's fun. When... Emily and Stephanie are speaking to each other at uh, like the kitchen island and mm. Emily's making martinis mm. <clears throat> and they have the conversation about Stephanie's husband passing away. Right. She, Emily says, do you mind if I ask how he died? Yeah. And at the exact moment she says that she pulls a knife out of the block and it makes like a schling yeah. noise. And yeah. I was like, oh, it's good. Oh, it's good. <laughs> yeah. But like everything that Emily does, like all of her actions and everything, like she's just very mesmerizing. Like when you're watching her. Yes. Um, and I think that this is like an interesting thing that they did. It was like they wanted to draw all of your attention to Emily so that you kind of think that Stephanie is like a, a nothing character, character sort yeah, of. Yeah, like a yeah. nothing, like a character that's just kind of there to like enhance Emily's presence almost. Yep. But while you're not paying attention to Emily, like Stephanie is doing some interesting things, you know? Yeah. And it's very subtle. Like everything that she does is very subtle, but like the more it comes out as the movie progresses, the more you're like, oh, like you're not quite what you're oh, acting like. No, yeah. no, there's more to it, which like, whoa, what the fuck later? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's basically a period of time where they're starting to get to know one another and kind of becoming friends. You know, there's something to it, I think. Well, I think it's as much as Emily can be a friend with anybody. Yeah. Yeah, I think as as much as she'll let anybody in, I guess she lets Stephanie in to that degree. Yeah. So they are kind of becoming friends over a period of time. She's um, also starting to ask uh, some favors of mm. Stephanie a little bit. So mm. there's like a first time where she, you know, Emily calls her and she's like, I have to put out a fire at work. Yeah. Can you please uh, pick Nikki up with yeah. Miles after school? And, you know, Stephanie, people please, is like, yes, 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 of course, of yeah. course. So she, you know, picks them up, takes them to the park and stuff like that. Um, and then there's an interesting scene where you start to see that there are like different shades to things because, uh, Stephanie's just taking photos because apparently she's on yearbook because of course she is. She's an overachiever. She's of on course. and she does like the yearbook for the primary school, I so guess. Cute. Um, and when Emily shows up, they're having a conversation at first, and then when Emily looks away, Stephanie snaps a photo of her, mm. uh, which very quickly devolves into a very oh, uncomfortable yeah. moment where like there's a part of me for a minute that's kind of like, yeah, you probably shouldn't take her photo without asking her if you can. But then, again, like she's so mesmerizing that I think anybody would want to take well, that's her photo. It. So, you know, and so of course immediately um, Emily's like, did you just take my picture? I didn't yeah. tell you you could take my picture. Yeah. Fucking delete it right now yeah, or I'll like slap an injunction it. on your yearbook. Yeah. And so Stephanie's like, very uncomfortable and was like oh sorry 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 sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. so she deletes it but then and then the moment is like immediately forgotten but it's fucking weird yeah like like don't get me wrong I'd probably be like Ugh. if like you know if I was like a mom and one of the other PTA moms took my photo without asking yeah. me I'd be like oh thanks Ew, very much for that don't. Yeah. but I wouldn't do that about it yeah. <laughs> um yeah so it becomes kind of a thing they're they're hanging out with each other a lot and then it turns out and then they have 
a drunken conversation one night where, oh yeah, yeah, where, you know, um, Emily's like, oh, what's the craziest thing you've ever done? And Stephanie's like, oh, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. You go first. And so Emily says something about the fact that apparently her and Sean, he's a, he teaches at a local college and apparently they invited his TA over like the year before and had a threesome. Yeah. Um, and of course she's, Stephanie's like a little bit scandalized. Yeah. Um, but then I'm kind of, then later I have to wonder, okay, well, like, like that was like tame compared to your story. Tame. Yeah. And like, this is the moment when you start kind of looking at Stephanie and being like, whoa, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And it gets worse later too. When yeah, you and, get more. <laughs> and like, it's, it's almost like, it's, I don't know. Like it's weird because it's like, Stephanie's like, obviously like deeply messed up like yeah she's troubled deeply, yeah deeply she's got some messed problems up. and like emily is also deeply messed up but you're kind of like like she kind of like works through it in her own weird way whereas yeah. stephanie is like just putting out this this image that she's perfect you know oh definitely yeah where i think you know Emily doesn't try to do stuff yeah. like that. She doesn't try to do to do that. Even like, you know, she says when they're, she's like picked the kids up uh, and they're at the park and Emily shows up. She's like playing a funny game with them. Yeah. And she says it's like Darth Mommy or something yeah. is what it is. Like a Star Wars thing yeah. that she's doing. And she's like, she's trying to downplay it. And Emily literally has a line where she says like, you don't have to downplay what you're doing to make up for my shitty parenting. Yeah. And she's like, oh no, I don't think you're a bad mom at all. And she's like, no, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it's like, it's more like Emily's kind of like, yeah, I'm fucked up, but I'm putting it out there. But it's out there for everybody. Yeah. It's out there on Front Street for everyone yeah. to see. So, yeah, this is another time they go back to her place, uh, have too many martinis, which like, <laughs> I so I watched this movie um, with my fiance and he loves a martini mm. and he was watching her make it and yeah. he was like, there's no... There's no nothing to fucking cut it. He was like, it's just gin. He was like, it's just gin with like a teeny bit of vermouth yeah. on the glass. He was like, what the fuck is this martini? He was like, it's just straight gin. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes you need a glass of straight gin. Or 12, whatever. Or 12, so yeah. obviously they get really drunk. Um, I mean, Emily, not as much because I think she's used to she it. But Stephanie doesn't, <laughs> doesn't like drink that much. me and you having a drink. Like kind two of. martinis in, I'm like falling over and you're like, I'm on my 12th one and I'm fine. I mean, yeah, but <laughs> granted, like I'm not... Not like statuesque and beautiful, but otherwise <laughs> it's just like us. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, so of course they have this conversation. She Emily says that that's it. They had this threesome with Sean's TA, and then she's like, "Well, come on, now I gave you something. You got to give me something too." Yeah. And so what starts off is this was like a weird thing at first. I was kind of like, it "What is the story?" So fast. So, you know, Stephanie's like, well, my dad died when I was in high school. And I was like, is that the story? That's yeah, weird. I know. I was like, oh, like, I'm sorry to hear that. That's but. sad. Um, and then she says, okay, my dad died when I was in high school. And then there's a flashback. And she's like, you know, when we were at the funeral, this guy showed up who was like roughly her age, I think. Who and looked exactly like her dad yeah, when he was younger. But she, he was she younger. Makes sure to tell you this yeah she was just like he looked like my dad 30 years ago and her mom like freaked out and was like what the fuck and of course it turns out that her dad had an affair which produced a child who is this guy who's her half-brother his name is chris or charlie chris Chris? Chris. yeah shit okay i could not remember thank you (laughs) started with a c um yeah who's fucking ted from schitt's creek i was like ted (laughs) anyway Yeah, but he was in other stuff, too. He has been in other stuff, too, but that's mostly what I know him from. Oh, really? I don't know. I recognize him as, like, a teen heartthrob from some other thing. Totally possible. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he shows up. It turns out he's her half-brother. And you're kind of like, is that the... I don't understand where this is going. And mm-hmm. and neither does Emily because she makes it quite clear. She's like, what the fuck is the story? Yeah. Um, and then things get a little womp, weird. Womp, womp. Yeah. Um, so then this... Uh, apparently what wound up happening is that obviously Stephanie had a very close relationship with her dad and she was not processing his death very well, I would assume. Um, because, or she had some latent feelings for her father that I can't get into because I have no knowledge of psychology whatsoever. Um, her and she wound up having sex with her half brother, which she won't admit at first. She at first only says that they kissed. Yeah. But then this flashback is going on, which is okay. Quite steamy. Like, yeah, I Talk was like, about oh, chemistry. <laughs> oh like, my these God. Two, I was like, oh, excuse me. Like, yes. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I need a cold glass of water anyway. Yeah. But yeah. And of course, like Emily sees through this immediately is just like, no, you fucked. Like yeah. you did more than that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they did. It turns out. Yep. Um, we're going to talk about what happens later, later, because I, because I'm, it's, it's made clear later that this didn't only happen that one time. Oh, oh, oh 
no. So, anyway, so that's the story that's given, which, like, also, okay, so the timeline, <laughs> the timeline of this film is, like, they've only known each other for, like, a few weeks. Yeah, and that really surprised me, because they made it seem like, you know, they had this friendship that was, like, you know, this budding friendship over, well, like, months and months, and then you realize it was, like, six weeks? Like, three, four, three, five four weeks ago weeks? before yeah. she went missing? Yeah. yeah, and so I think what's so wild about this, too, and, like, that's something, too, that... I think the movie wants you to also be like, what the fuck? Mm. Because, you know, Stephanie and even Emily does it later too. They keep referring to each other as each other's best friends. I'm like, yeah. you met like three weeks ago. Yeah. You How are you best friends? Like five minutes ago. Yeah. yeah. I've known you for like 12 years. Yeah. yeah. Like it's weird. It's very, it, it weirded me out that I was like, why do you keep saying best friend? You guys have known each other like a month. Mm. Anyway, but that is something that they do a lot mm. like a lot a lot and I think it's because like they don't have any other female friends or other yeah. friends in so they, general like so they both like, cling to one another so yeah like we're best friends it's like yeah I guess you yeah know. that's it so um when <laughs> anyway we cut to a little bit later on I would assume a number of days or maybe a week or two later um uh, Stephanie gets a call from Emily again saying, hey, uh, Sean had to go to London because he's English. Obviously, Henry Golding's English, guys. Because mm. um, his mom broke her hip or whatever. Yeah. And I have to deal with something at work. Can you pick the boys up? Which I think is becoming like a habit anyway. Yeah. Uh, because also there's an interaction between Stephanie and Darren, who's like the dad of the yeah. mommy group, who's picking up his kid mm. and who's just like, oh, did you take that nanny job? Because I know Emily yeah. was looking for a nanny. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no, we're not. And she's like all awkward and like kind of bitchy, just kind of being like, yeah. no, we hang like, out and we're, we're friends. friends. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And she leaves and Darren has this great line where he's just like, oh, well, she doesn't know she's working for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're kind of like, oh, yeah, she totally is. She totally too. fucking is. Um, yeah, but that made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so then we're a few hours later. She hasn't heard anything from her. She's texted her a few times and I'm kind of, we were sitting there and our Tim's watching it with me and he was just like, oh my fucking God. He was like, this girl needs to realize what's going on right now. Yeah. Um, you know, cause she's texting her like, Hey, should I give Nikki a bath? And she's mm -hmm. not hearing anything from her. So she's like, what the fuck? Um, so then finally the next day, I think it's the next day she's calling her office at like Dennis Nylon's whatever place <laughs> there that she works at. And the assistant who's like, you know, I guess, I guess meant to represent every receptionist in every place, <laughs> designer, company. designer company ever is just kind of like, yeah, she said she was going to Miami for a few days and yeah. Stephanie's like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what? Uh, so she couldn't, and you know, she is, this woman like does not care and hangs up the phone on her. Yeah. She finally goes through the school directory and calls Sean in London yeah. to tell him what's going on. And he's like, oh, what the fuck? And he was just like, yeah, he was just like, once she knows Nikki's being taken care of, she can definitely disappear for a while without yeah. much warning. Yeah. So he is actually decent about it at that point. You know, no problem. He's yeah. like, listen, I have a flight tomorrow. I'm going to come and get him. The moment I get off the plane, I yeah. will be there. I will come and get him. So he shows up. They have, you know, again, a nice, like, earnest conversation. Henry Golding has a very earnest delivery, mm. I find. In and this so, movie. But see, the whole time I kind of kept sitting there thinking, like, something off about you too oh for real like, there's definitely something off about you too it, I find it becomes much more apparent later with his reaction to things yeah where you're like okay <laughs> uh-huh uh-huh yeah. um so yeah so anyway he shows up and they decide that they should call the police because it's been like three days yeah. since she left and no one's heard from her at all mm. uh so they do you know the cops do their usual thing where they're kind of like well is she having an affair like is she maybe with someone somewhere yeah. um I really Stephanie's really cute here because she does shut them down in a really nice where she's like that's very rude yeah this guy is a good husband and a good father yeah. and so you can just forget that like you think he did something and then ran away to London to have an excuse right basically um you know, and again, he's like, okay, there's a little bit of awkwardness between the two of them. Partially, I think, because of circumstance and partially because I think she might have a bit of a crush on him, sort oh, definitely. of. You know, the way she talks about him as a writer and stuff like that, I'm like, okay. So, like, you know, he stays the night on the couch downstairs and then is also acting very, like, familial the next day. He's, like, making smoothies for the kids and stuff. And, yeah. you know, you can tell she's kind of uncomfortable with it because she's not lived with a man since her husband died. So I think also because she's a little bit of a control freak. For sure. She's, she's probably like, also like, this guy's doing? in my kitchen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so then like the story starts to kind of unfold. Like, um, 
you realize that there's something a little bit more going on, you know, like Emily's missing and then that's when they start showing like her blog where she's talking about Emily missing and then, um, I don't know if you noticed this, but like they were showing, every time they show like the blog, the um, comments would change, The eh? comments were changing, but also the number of followers were like increasing, increasing dramatically. Everybody yeah. likes a mystery, man. Of it's course. fascinating. Yeah. That's why so many people are obsessed with true crime stuff. 100%. Like it's really interesting for people to follow something like this from start to finish. Yeah. So yeah, it's true. She had like 300 and that it increased to like over a thousand, then it was yeah. 4,000, then later it was 14,000 yeah. and stuff. So yeah. And you see it just steadily does it throughout the course of the film. Yeah. Um, obviously, there is a detective who's fully put on the case now, Detective Somerville. He's actually pretty funny. I liked mm. him. Yeah, he um, You know, he comes in and he's immediately asking the same kinds of questions, you know, because, yeah, a lot, oftentimes, unfortunately, like, you know, it becomes like almost a cliche that the husband did it, like mm. if the wife goes missing kind of thing. Mm. But, you know, he's asking his questions about that. He's also questioning because for some reason, I also was like, what the fuck? Mm. Um, for some reason... Uh, Stephanie and Miles are basically staying at the house with Sean and yeah. Nikki and she's like, like making four really course weird. meals for them. Yeah, and like like they don't really explain how this transition starts to take place, but it's like she's suddenly there and like she's taking over the house and yeah, stuff. And, like, and she's the like detective <laughs> is kinda like like I feel like like the detective in this movie was like the one that kind of kept reminding the audience that this was this was weird. This is weird. He's just like, like kind of like, hi, so she's staying here that's interesting and then oh that's your wife's friend okay you know and it's yeah yeah, and I think it's all done under this it's all happening under this veil of sort of like oh I'm she's just helping Mm. kind of thing or oh I'm just here to to help out because this is a really difficult time but like it's a lot for someone that you don't know he's interacted with her maybe twice Mm. prior to this so like it's it's a weird thing and Mm. he kind of like points that out as well Mm. um so finally, based on, uh, you know, detectives actually doing their jobs, they're able to, you know, track down that uh, Emily never went to Miami. She never, there was no uh, indication of her on the passenger manifest. She did rent a Kia, a mm-hmm. white Kia with cash. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, uh, also through Stephanie's blog, a little, uh, her vlogs a little bit too, mm-hmm. there's, she gets an email from someone who's like, hey, I'm in this part of Michigan mm-hmm. and I thought I saw a woman who looks like Emily gassing mm-hmm. up her car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At this place the other day. Right. She was really pretty. And I remember yeah. you mentioned the white Kia and stuff. Yeah. So I thought I'd let you know. And she had this tattoo. So they keep coming yeah. back to this tattoo. Oh, yes. It's like flames and there's a charity symbol in the yes. middle of it. Yeah. So they keep referencing this tattoo that Emily has. Um, and she mentions it at the beginning of the movie. And then this person Yeah. She who, says it's another bad decision that I made. Yeah. yeah. And so then this other person who sees her um, says that she's got this tattoo. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're fairly sure that it is Emily. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, woohoo, like she's alive. Yes. And then, of course, womp womp, uh, Sean gets a call from the detectives. They've tracked the Kia down to Michigan to this big lake. They dredge the lake, they do their jobs, and they find a body there. Which has a matching tattoo. And looks exactly like her. Yeah. Like, And they're like, oh, look, it's it's her. They find the body. Obviously, he's upset. Yeah. Um, you know, he goes home. Everybody's quite shaken and upset about this um five minutes yeah for yeah (laughs) so so we have the funeral yeah um oh my god i totally we skipped over all the stuff with dennis nylon when she was looking for yes that was so funny oh my god okay she like does her little detective bit in the company yeah well she she goes to the office because she's like not getting answers i love how she digs out like her one and only like designer item that she has it's an hermes Hermes scarf scarf. yeah Yeah. but she's got it tied in a funny way and dennis sees her and he's like Like, he's like what what is this yeah Yeah. and she's just like oh i got it from my great aunt or something (laughs) it was a gift and he was like does she want you to strangle yourself with it um i was it's really good um so she does her detective bit he was really funny so I was looking at this guy while I was watching the movie and I was like god this guy looks really familiar to me um he was in the 2005 the Kira Knightley Pride and Prejudice he played Mr. Wickham oh I don't know I haven't seen that one okay and I was just like oh fuck look at that he just looks very different in this movie he just Um, reminded me of the dude from the Hunger Games Kind of, yeah. Um, anyway, he was really fun. That's it. They have a, a like a good little back and forth yeah. because she, you know, uses some advice that Emily's given her about standing up to people, especially yeah. people in power. And so she's yeah. just like fucking rude to him and it yeah. works basically. Yeah. Um, anyway, I went back on that because uh, we've 
moved forward to a funeral scene now that they're having. Um, and obviously Stephanie's front and center with, uh, Sean and the kids. Dennis Nyland is also there and he's looking at Stephanie like he's like, this girl's fucking weird. Like you can tell that he thinks that she's off and that there's something off about her. Um, After the funeral, uh, there's a little bit of stuff that happens. The kids get into a fight because Miles is like a little kid trying to be supportive and his little kid way and say like your mom's in heaven kind of thing. And And Nikki's like, no, that's not true. And anyway, punches him in the face. But he says, I saw her. Yeah. Like I've seen her. And he's like, no, no, she's She's not. She's not. Yeah, that's it. And so they get into a little scrap, which is whatever. It's a kid thing. Mm -hmm. He's mourning. It's normal. Mm -hmm. Um, After everybody leaves... Sean and Stephanie are like, you know, like they have like a little moment where like they hug. And I was like, this is weird. Um, cause you've known each other in the grand scheme of things for like five minutes. Yeah. And he's like, and he's just like, oh, you always like know like the right thing to say or the right thing to do, which mm-hmm. is a good callback to the way her character has been this entire yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course could have seen that coming a mile away. They kiss mm-hmm. and then they have sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, then, but like what's surprising about this is that it's not like this, like, awkward like oh my we really shouldn't have done that oh it's, no move in with me oh my and god she's like okay oh my god and it's, you're like uh what yeah. just happened here yeah what starts to throw things off for sean i find is that like right after they kind of do this or like almost immediately after he starts being like okay we're in a relationship and like there's a thing later um because things start to get a little bit suspicious regarding sean and there's this good scene where she starts to pull away from him because she doesn't trust him mm-hmm. but where he basically like you know like his wife's been dead for like a week yeah, probably and at one point he just like goes up into the bedroom where she is and he was just like we should get naked and i'm like bro yeah. what are you doing like, like you haven't even mourned and that but then she moves in and she just like starts moving emily's stuff out like yeah right away so All she, beautiful clothes <laughs> she oh my god yeah also so oh my god my okay so my fiance was like he was watching this he was like whoa what the fuck he was like first of all you can have that shit shortened and she could probably wear all of it 100%. and then he was also like if not you could sell it do you know how much money you oh could make God. off of that so, yeah, and she's just like throwing it out she's or, like, like getting rid donating of donating it. it i guess yeah. oh it's wild anyway she has this great scene before kind of the montage starts of her moving her clothes in and stuff before she moves in she has this great scene with the detective because oh, she's, yeah, she's, she's trying on a dress <laughs> and then she can't get out of it and so he's he comes in and he's like looking at her like nice. oh like you're really making yourself at home yeah here, huh? he's just like nice dress and she's like thank you and like awkwardly trying to lean back and he's just like doesn't seem like your style though and she's like I think you'll find that I'm full of surprises <laughs> detective in like this really awkward way yeah. um but they have a really great it's so funny because he's he wants to talk to her because he's also finding that her actions are quite suspicious coupled yeah. with Sean's and like the fact that they're immediately with each other. Right. Yeah. He's like, okay, what the fuck? Yeah. So he said he went by the school to talk to her. And one of the moms said she would probably be at the house with Sean. That's so and awesome. She has this great moment where she's like, it is such like a thing where you like, when you know that other people don't like you, where she's just like, Oh, <laughs> was it Stacy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's so like, she does it so, so well. I think this is one of Anna Kendrick's best roles. It's very like, funny. But she is just such a good actress. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I thought that was really funny. So they have this whole scene where he's still like, uh-huh. Like, you, y'all you are sketchy as fuck yeah. before he leaves. Um, and he's still, like, looking into things. Because he's, uh, I like that the, the detectives aren't totally incompetent in this film. Mm. Good job, guys. Um, <laughs> so anyway. Anyway, she does start moving in. Yeah, she has that whole montage where she's taking all of Emily's stuff out of the closet, which, like, we were both sitting there and we were like, what the fuck? Why? Yeah, I know. Like, just the shoes. Oh, like, wild. The amount yeah. of money those shoes If nothing else, worth. I'm sure the shoes will fit you. So, and, like, that dress fit you perfectly fine. Make, it was just too long. I those shoes fit me. Legit. Well, anyway, <laughs> but I love, that was, like, the one, like, thriller, thriller moment of this that I really loved was when she's bringing her stuff upstairs. Yeah. There's this whole moment where, you know, she's moved all of Emily's stuff yeah. out of the closet she gets a bunch of her stuff outstairs she's dancing around in her little montage yeah. thing and then she turns around and screams and drops the stuff and you're like what the fuck and then you go you pan to in the closet and all of the stuff is sitting back exactly where it was yeah, before it's put all back oh great that oh, was a great was so good. that was a really good little reveal so i liked good. that i was like yeah. that's like a little thriller moment in this that i really appreciate yeah <laughs> i really liked it and i i really liked that this movie really revolved around these two women like it wasn't about like anything other than nope. these two women really you know um it's why you then, can usually tell that it's written by a woman if yeah it's about, 
Yeah. 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 Yeah, and so she's like freaks out and like there's a bunch of clues that like Emily is not dead. Like yes. she which becomes she like a bracelet for Nikki and yeah. she brings the stuff back and Nikki keeps saying that he sees her and he speaks to her yeah. and like you know they keep saying to him like no she's dead. No, I saw her, you yeah. know. Um so there's a lot of clues and like like <laughs> as the audience you're kind of like okay so she's obviously not dead. Then, I love when he's know? trying to rope um Miles into it too. And he He's like, yeah, no, she came while we were playing outside or whatever at school. He's just like, yeah, Miles, you saw her, right? And Miles is like, I might have. I don't know. I was playing kickball. <laughs> I know. He's such a little kid, Miles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Nikki has a, a much more adult sensibility for a child who's the same age, yeah. which again is a product of your parents, yeah. right? So that's yeah. an interesting one. So <laughs> anyway, um, uh, basically there start being more and more indications. Like you said, there's like a friendship bracelet that mm. Stephanie made Emily that's left there and stuff. And she starts being like, okay, think this is like, this is weird. Things aren't adding up. And then she gets a fucking phone call mm. from her. Yeah. Um, and, and then you're like, like, okay, so she's, yeah, so she's not, alive. she's not dead, which we kind of knew. Um, and I did spoiler alert, but I did guess at this point roughly. Cause first of all, I was like, was that really her in the lake? Like, I was like, mm, I don't know about that. Mm. Um, cause it just doesn't seem like that kind of movie. And I guess like around this point when she got the phone call, I was like, Oh, it's a secret twin thing. It always is a secret twin thing. It's I feel very like cop out. Yeah. That I didn't love so much. I was like, Oh, that's like a cliche that I don't love yeah. all the time. It's very telenovela. It's very yeah. soap opera esque, but yeah. anyway, I get it. You need to do what you need to do sometimes to get the story told. So, um, so anyway, she gets a phone call from her. She's like, okay, no, this is ridiculous. Now she goes to see Sean at his college and she's trying to tell him this and he's totally basically fucking helping to gaslight her and just being like, no, like that doesn't make sense. She's dead. We saw the body. We saw her in a fucking coffin. Like it's her. What are you talking about? Oh, Emily, I hated this. I wanted to punch him in the face when he's just like, Emily had some, some Xanax, uh, at oh, home yeah. oh go take one oh take yeah. two yeah go drug yourself yeah and like I'm gaslighting you yeah that was when things started to not really appeal to me as much anymore yeah and movie. like you also and like also like you know that there's more shit going on because like I don't know about you and I don't know about any professors out there but how many of you have your TA walk in and go hey handsome can I talk to you about yeah, this no. no 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 which she does in the middle of this scene and I was like mm-hmm. mm-hmm um so yeah so Stephanie's just like okay well I guess I'm on my own here yeah uh so she's smart about it she starts um looking into where like where Emily might really be yeah. so what the first thing that she does is there's this painting in their mm-hmm. house yeah uh, it's a nude of Emily yeah so um, she contacts the artist she finds the artist who's Linda Cardellini I was like yay and, like, yeah this artist is still like obviously very messed up from all of her interactions with Emily yep still very hung up on her um which again like at this point like the movie Like, I started to kind of struggle with this plot at this point because I was just kind of like, okay, like, I've watched it up until this point. Like, I've been pretty invested in the characters until now. But now it's starting to go all over the place, and I don't know how much I care anymore. You know what I mean? Well, unfortunately, so I wind up, I mean, I find, like, I guess book-wise, I wind up reading, like, these, like, suburban thriller types of things maybe once or twice a year, Mm. depending on, like, what, because they're, like, easy reads most of the time. So Mm. I'll read, like, Wandering the Summer and stuff that are very, like, set in suburbia. Mom Mm. discovers something weird's going on and has to look into it because there's so many of those. There's so many of them. They're a dime a dozen. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, But I do, but more often than not, I do find that there are, because we're trying to really keep suspense, there, there do tend to be, um, a a bit of, there do tend to be fairly convoluted plots. Like they do get to a point where we veer it off and now every turn that we're making is a left and it's like a little bit strange, but anyway, whatever. Look, she tracks down the artist who, um, you know, gives her the one piece that is really like, which I get, like, obviously she needs something to spur her to be able to really find who Emily is for yeah. real. So in doing so, uh, that's it, this girl, what's her name? Sarah? Shit. I don't remember. Who's the twin? No, the, um, the artist. 
Oh, I don't think it matters. Anyway, anyway whatever. The artist. Um, anyway, she gives her this t-shirt yes. that Emily left with her. And she said, well, her name wasn't Emily. It was Claudia, but whatever. Right. Sure. Um, and it's uh, it's a t-shirt for a Bible camp. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Out in Michigan. Like, and then she like starts to track her down. She finds her and her sister. And she's like, aha. Yeah. She finds out. She's like, oh, there was a twin. And their names were Hope and Faith McClandon. Mm. And then using that information, the names, she's able to track down their mom. Right. who's still living somewhere in the area, mm. goes to see her um, and her weird caretaker. Couldn't figure out what that relationship was. Mm. Is he her husband or is he her caregiver? Maybe a little bit of both. Maybe. Yeah. Her lover slash caregiver. Oh, yeah. It was a really weird, Yeah, but he called like, her Mrs. M, creepy. so maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, goes to see her. Obviously, her, their, their mom, I should say the twins anyway, their mom yeah. has, like, mental health issues. Yeah. Um, and she has a very bad memory. She says it herself. She's like, my memory's not good and yeah. stuff, and she doesn't remember things, but she does say that Hope was the better of the two kids. Right. Faith was a fucking disaster. Right. Um, and she was always messed up. She was always getting into trouble and things like that and it seems that basically she seems like the kind of mom who just tried to ignore this Mm -hmm. and it seems that dad at the time employed a more physical stance on his disapproval of what was happening yeah so Um, very messed up upbringing for sure um until one day you know we learned through the mom and then also through some newspaper articles that basically there was a a fire Mm -hmm. at their house and you do see the husk of that particular wing of the house off to the side when um when stephanie goes there uh that basically there was a bad fire one night the husband was killed and Mm -hmm. the daughters disappeared at that time yeah together Uh, yes exactly they both disappeared nobody found anything about them they looked they couldn't find anything Mm -hmm. so with all that information she takes off and she's figuring out more or less what's going on so of course she starts like making another blog entry or vlog entry yeah. I should say it's not a blog it's a vlog um where she's you know talking she's trying to like bait Emily to oh come she is out. for sure like at this point like after Emily like calls her that's when she starts baiting her which it, I mean tra- it works but it yeah it works for sure yeah because like, you know then I you, would do that too yeah because like, then you see like Emily sitting in a hotel room she's like that fucking bitch so like, I'd be pretty <laughs> pissed off too like if somebody who was my alleged friend did that and like left me with her son and then left me but then again like nobody's in the right here because like Stephanie then boinks her husband and then like yeah, immediately has sex with her husband, like, yeah. a week after she's dead, yeah, which like, is fucking weird. Neither of them are innocent. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. Not at all. Um, so, yeah, so she's basically doing this to bait her, and it does kind of work. She has another uh, vlog entry that she does where she's talking about, um, like, you know, gifts for mm-hmm. people who have passed away, and she's like, yeah, I got a really good suggestion from one of our subscribers who said, like, you know, it can be anything for them if you go and, like, leave it for them on their grave, so, of course, she makes martinis, mm-hmm. brings them there, and then that's when Emily fully comes back out into the open, and, you know, they have a whole conversation. And, like, at this point, I thought that what they were going for was that Emily and Stephanie had been in cahoots this whole time. Yeah, but it turns out that's not the case. That's not the case. And I was like, oh, cool plot twist. Oh, lame. Okay, not what was happening. Yeah, because they... So it does get a little bit like... Okay, so I would actually like your take on this because we didn't watch this movie together. Um, It does get a little bit confusing because there is also a scene basically around this time where Sean is in a pub and um, Emily, shows, Emily up. shows up to see him and yeah. he is genuinely surprised to see her. Yeah. Um, and then, but then also like, it's like, she's kind of like, really like you didn't see any of this coming kind of thing. And there's almost an implication that he's known this whole time what's going on, well, but not quite. there's whole like insurance policy. Thing, yeah. Because right? before she life died, they took out a $4 million life insurance policy. they're like broke. Basically. Yeah, basically, she has to pay for everything. Their house is too expensive, yeah. and Sean hasn't written anything in a decade, right. so he never makes any money, and right. yeah. Um, so yeah, so she's basically like, hey, yeah, I was doing this for like Nikki yeah. and stuff um, and whatever, and he was just like, oh, great, super, and you had to like traumatize him at the same time and come and see him even though you're supposedly dead. Yeah. Um, and this is when, again, you get another shade of like an actual mom thing where she's like, I fucking love that kid, and yeah. I can't stay away from him. Yeah. So, um, but you also... It's, you know, and Sean, uh, Sean says at one point that he was basically like mesmerized by yeah. Emily and it's still true yeah. because this happens and she's like totally fucked him because the police are super hot on his tail at this yeah. point. Um, and so is the insurance company being like, hey, so this girl had but a twin so lied. Yeah. and, you know, and we're going to have to look into this and I don't think we're going to be able to pay out that policy yeah. to you. So he's basically fucked. Like he's looking at potentially being arrested officially. Right. Um, 
And she's still like, yeah, okay, but you love me anyway, basically. And she has this whole thing where she's like, you know, like, were you, were you like, you know, thinking of me when you were fucking her and stuff? And he yeah. says yes, which I think might kind of be a lie. She is pointing a gun at him at that yes, point. like, fair enough. Like, yeah. Say she, whatever you think she does have, to hear. she did have a really great moment. I thought Blake Lively did a great job with that where, you know, she fires the gun, but it's not loaded. Yeah. Um, and then she just has this funny thing. Where she's like, oh, it's not loaded. <laughs> what did it, how crazy would it have been though? Like if I had fired the gun and she's like laughing about it. I was like, <laughs> that's funny she's crazy crazy. um yeah uh so he basically just winds up kind of going along with it but it is a little bit it's a little bit some of the dialogue to me is a little bit confusing about how much he knows really yeah is that what you want to get my take on yes I want to know what you think of that because I was like I can't quite tell this this is my beef with this movie (laughs) like it's like we're chugging along and like everything's going great and like you know you feel like we're being set up for like this amazing plot twist and then like the first one is like they meet up in the graveyard and you're like oh they were in cahoots no they weren't and then she goes and sees him at the pub and you're like oh they were in cahoots and you're like but no but not really so you're like so it's almost like the three of them were in on it because like if you but they weren't like it's so bizarre like all of their behaviors yeah it's like you've got these three genuinely horrible people oh yeah like when you think about it like Stephanie is by no means innocent in this like she right moves in straight away oh yeah like takes over this woman's life um you know she acts innocent in all this but she really isn't yeah oh also what we should talk about on that note is another scene in which we get even more information from stephanie regarding her brother oh yeah like it i think it's very heavily implied that her son was actually her brother's child oh yeah so there's Um, a whole flashback scene where she admits this to to she basically admits it outright to emily because there was a birthday party her husband at the time had started to obviously realize that there was something yeah. more to Stephanie's relationship with this half-brother of yeah. hers um, and he was pissed yeah. um, and he outright asks her yeah. if Miles is his kid or not and, and she, she has a really uncomfortable answer. reaction yeah. she can't answer him probably because she's not sure yeah um, and then her husband in a rage basically was like yeah uh, Chris and I are gonna go take a ride like yeah. take a drive together and that was the time that they had the car accident now my guess would be we don't see what happens between the two of them but my assumption would be that he um outright asked and Chris probably said yeah he's my kid because he seemed way overconfident when he got in that car yeah and he also seemed quite shamelessly in love with Stephanie oh for sure yeah like I think that the only thing that was like preventing them from being together was like her desire of creating this like perfect white picket fence family yeah for sure that's it Um, so uh, my assumption would be that chris just outright remitted like admitted it to her husband and then he purposely crashed the car to kill both of them so like so this is my point so like i don't really know like who's in with who i think that everybody's very selfish and they have their own motives yeah and i think that it just so happens that it's nice that they nicely fit in together yeah i think I think ultimately they're just three very awful people and like the fact that none of them seem very surprised that Emily's still alive like you're kind of like uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> like it's like so this wasn't really planned but you also didn't really think she was dead because like if you did really think she was dead like would you have moved a woman into your house so quickly would that woman have moved into the house so quickly for real like, yeah you know like it's like it, it's just like a lot of questions where you're like I don't really know who these people are. They just like, if you want to just kind of simplify it, it's almost like they're just three really horrible, selfish people. And they just so happen to gel well with each other. And Basically. It's like, it's like, I think your little thruple needs to like live happily ever after, but please don't mess up your children too much. Yeah, you know? for sure. That's, <laughs> that's pretty much what it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so after all of this happens, basically there's like, we get to the point, like there's a couple of other little scenes here and there, but it's not that important. Anyway, uh, we get to like our final scene, our climax kind of of this whole thing, which is basically uh, Stephanie and Emily getting together. Um, or actually, I sorry, I should say Emily and Sean um, meeting back up at the house. She's doing, I guess she's mocking him a little bit because she's dressed as like a 50s housewife mm. pretty much. And she's, you know, fake acting probably like what she thinks that, you know, Stephanie's like with him and that yeah. it's very much like, oh, I'm the perfect little wife and I yeah. do whatever you want. Um, and they have 
a bit of a conversation and then Stephanie shows up. She's basically warned the audience on her vlog that she's showing up to, um, to she's going to go kill them. Basically, mm. like she has a gun, she shows up and she's like, no, I think I'd really like to kill you guys actually because yeah. you've both really fucked with me yeah. a lot. Um, shoots Sean in the shoulder. Yeah. Uh, and then has like a very dramatic little moment about it. But of yeah. course, obviously, it was pretty easy to tell. But Emily also cottons to the fact immediately that she didn't actually shoot him. They were just faking it so they could catch her saying that, yes, I killed my twin sister, who's the person who was found in the lake. Yeah. Who, by the way, was like a pretty severe heroin addict and stuff, which was another thing that no one could figure out because they were like, Emily doesn't exactly look like a fucking heroin addict, yeah. does she? Like Blake Lively doesn't really look like a heroin no, addict. not even a little bit no um and we do get to actually see that scene where she got to play like both sisters I actually thought she did a really good job as Faith as like the fucked up sister because she even like lowered her voice a little bit for it and stuff and I was like that's cool and they made her look like puffier and kind of gross um so yeah so they did a good job with that actually Blake Lively is quite underrated in this movie she did a really good job Mm. um Yeah, so they have that whole conversation where, you know, Emily does, she's like, no, I'm just going to kill both of you now and it'll be fine. Um, And she does then admit to killing her dad as well as her sister. Sister, And she's just like, yeah, but it's not like I've admitted anything. It doesn't matter. But of course it turns out that Stephanie has been live streaming this whole thing and she got like a little buttonhole camera on, which I was like, that's smart. I figured that's what she was doing, Mm -hmm. but I was like, that's smart. Um, and then this is where things got really silly for me Mm. because of course you can hear the sirens outside. Mm. So Emily takes off to go running outside Mm. and Stephanie chases her. And she's wearing like these sky high heels. Like I'm like, where do you two think that you're going? I don't know. Like, where are you running? I mean, I get it like spur of the moment, but it's just silly. Um, anyway, she runs outside and they have like a conversation for half a minute. And you know, of course Emily's about to shoot her and then she gets hit by a car. Yeah. And, like, flies over the top of it in a really cartoonish sort of way. Yeah. And, of course, it turns out Darren was driving the car. Yeah. Um, the, one of the yes, dad. The dad from the mom group. Right. And he's all, like, proud of himself. Yes, he's proud because he says, like, it's a hybrid and it's silent. But, yeah. which is, but, like, and again, he delivers it well. I really like that actor, but that line was dumb. That like, scene was yeah. stupid. This is my point. Like, it's, like, there were too many, like, plot twists and turns that you got to the point where you're, like, okay, I don't actually care anymore. No. And then, like, you know, it's a little silly. She's, like, barely injured she's trying to like crawl away and like you know the cops show up and they're like picking her up immediately which I'm like if she actually got hit by a car like that you wouldn't be able to do that Uh -uh. she wouldn't be able to move she'd probably be dead Mm -hmm. um you know and they're like taking her away to jail basically and I'm just like okay and then this was such a weird ending to me. I don't know why we needed like a text crawl, like a documentary style. Yes. Like explanation. Explanation. It's like they realized that the movie was too long already. So they were like, oh shit. Okay. We got to wrap this up. So they do like a little screen that indicates that, you know, um, that Stephanie has like a bazillion subscribers on her blog now. And we see, yeah, she's gotten to like her millionth subscriber. Um, and that her and miles are doing well and she's dating someone from the city. And then you get one about like the fact that Sean has moved somewhere else because he's gotten like a tenure as a professor somewhere Mm. and he and Nikki are both good and then that Emily's in prison Mm. and she's adapted to life well and you have like this really stupid little scene of her playing basketball and swearing at someone and I was like oh this whole ending really threw me off and then it's just cut to black and like credits basically okay and I was like what it was just I think it was like the last 10 or 15 minutes I was like oh this took like a weird turn where it's like we realized we had to wrap it up but like way too quickly way too quickly yeah like that's my point like it was like a weird pace this entire movie like it almost could have been like like a decent like tv series you could have made a mini series out of it like maybe like a four to six episode thing if you would wanted to expand a little bit on some of the characters and stuff you know you could have gotten more flashbacks you could have seen a little bit more stuff like that and then yeah probably like a four to six episode arc would have been fine um interesting yeah, um, I'm not sure what they're going to do, but supposedly they're, you know, it's pretty much confirmed, it seems, that there's a sequel in development with both women returning to Star. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. My assumption would be that, like, Emily's going to get out of prison at some point mm. or something. Um, they're going to get back at what's-his-face. Yeah, because, of course, they've also added this thing, which, again, I'm like, again, this is, like, a thing that I'm like, okay know um you know that of course um, uh, stephanie's vlog now yeah she still does like mommy vlogger stuff but she also apparently helps to solve cold cases like what i was like oh yes i'm sure that maybe that's what it's gonna be about it's gonna be like stephanie's little like cold case uh... i hope she gets to dress as a cute little pi 
Aww. I know. Like a little fedora. Adorable. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So, I mean, overall, outside of like that last like 15 minute arc or so, it's a fun time. Mm. Like, you know, it's a fun time overall. Um, you get into it. You get into the bit of intrigue in there. Um, both of them are super well cast and they mm. carry it well, which mm. I think really helps to save the film. I'm pretty sure it would have been pretty dumb otherwise. Mm. Um, expect it to be to not be serious. Like it doesn't take itself seriously, which is also a good thing because then that ending would have been even worse as far as I'm concerned. As it was, it was a little bit too much like Stepford Wives, Desperate Housewives kind of thing. But you know, Mm -hmm. otherwise, um, it was a pretty decent time, I would say. I have no idea what they're going to do with the sequel, but hey. But hey. What can you do? (laughs) Yeah. Like I I think we've talked this one to death. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're good. Um, but yeah, if I'd, you know, I'd be really curious because I feel like not many people have talked about this movie. So mm. have you seen it? <laughs> have you not seen it? Have you read the book? Maybe I mm. don't know. You can let us know over on Instagram at fullybookedca. You can also head to our Facebook page at facebook.com/groups/bookwaswaybetter. And if you are still here with us, uh, feel free to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening to this episode. It really helps us get the show out in front of more people. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited to be in the middle of Mystery Month. Hopefully you guys are having a good time. But until next time, guys, keep on reading. Thanks, everyone.